hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Welcome everybody to the Human Design Podcast and of course, the Transits episode. Before we get into it though, I've got something really cool and fun and exciting from my very own psychic tarot reader, Liz Zamorski. Now, Liz does a session for me or I have a session with Liz every single month. And if you want to just try it out, you should, I cannot recommend enough signing up for um, a session with her, a tarot um, intuitive session with her, because they will be such powerful breakthrough sessions. Like I cannot, I tell you, you know how much I love her. You hear about it all the time. So she's actually going to, again, because you all gave us so much amazing feedback, give us all a card pull for October. Take it away, Liz Zamorski. Thank you. Welcome to October the land of dreams and opportunity. I pulled the first two cards that came out were the 10 of wands and the 10 of pentacles. And I was blown away because these are very different energies. 10 of wands is really moving on, letting yourself pack your bags and say like, I I really built this thing, but it's not for me anymore. And I'm going to take the brave step to step out of this comfort zone and move on and move up and move forward with my life. And the 10 of pentacles is saying, and we're going to catch you there. We are going to catch you there. And we are going to put you into this vat of abundance where everything that you're feeling is amplified. So really take care with your energy this month Let yourself step into joy, even in the hard moments. And joy can look like just acceptance of the present moment. 
acceptance of what's happening in your life. Because when you amplify acceptance, we get into an abundant flow where we're accepting and being present in every single moment. We're expanding our awareness. And then we're also able to see all of the goodness around us. When we expand our awareness, we become more in tune with the fact that there are a lot of blessings in our lives. I got an intuitive message when I was looking at these cards that said, even if it's being grateful for the air in your lungs, that is a present moment awareness of how much abundance you have. And it's getting to that level this month, really getting down to the finer details of how good each moment is or how full of potential each moment is. And it was so interesting to me that these were two tens, 10, 10 energy, because that usually means the closing out of a cycle and the rebirth into a new one. And I agree with that. But also this month in October, we have the 10, 10 portal on the 10th of October. And the 10, 10 portal is really this magical time where we're transiting through this becoming of ourselves, this butterfly moment, this coming out of the cocoon where we're saying, I no longer have to mask myself. I now give myself permission to step into my authentic and unique gifts. It is time for your voice to be heard. It is time for your love to be seen and shown in the world. In order to really balance this out, there's I have some suggestions from the tarot for this journey. There were four cards that came out. We have the four of pentacles, temperance, the page of swords, and the world card. So the world is also the closing and stepping through of a new portal, the closing out of an old cycle, a new beginning. So this new beginning energy is all over you this month, but it's saying Remember that when you build a house, you spend a lot of time on the foundation. So if you've ever watched a house being built in your neighborhood or somewhere around you, you've seen there's a lot of action going on, but you're not seeing anything above the surface. You're like, they've been working every day and there's still no house. This is really pulling you into the realization that you've been really hard at work on building a foundation. And you know how it is like with building a house where they're busy for a long time doing what looks like nothing. And then it seems like overnight something gets erected and you're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? It's because the foundation was so strong. So just keep hanging in there. If it feels like you're expending a lot of energy or you're tired a lot, or you're really getting a lot of downloads and not sure what to do with them, there is a foundation being built. And that's why all of this energy is flowing through you. And overnight, it feels like after we pass through 1010, overnight, things are just going to blossom and you're going to see the structure and you're going to see it come together. So maintain your balance, maintain your focus. And there was one last message coming through saying, walk through this time as though you're barefoot, because when we're barefoot, we have to really watch every step, make sure that we're safe, make sure that we're not going to hurt ourselves, really staying present with the journey. So that's, that's the message for this month. Walk barefoot, let the magic happen. Step into your authentic and unique gifts. Love you guys. Thank you. Oh my God. I love that. I feel like you're talking directly to me. And as we record this, we're on holiday and I'm sitting here barefoot thinking, you know, like, yeah, that, that feeling of just being present. So 
So much I'd love to say here. However, we also have a two-hour transits podcast for you to get into, so I'm not going to jump in. I'm just going to let you all know that everything you need if you want to sign up with Liz is in the show notes, um, and it's just going to be an awesome experience. So take it from me. Now I'm going to leave you here, and actually I'll meet you again in the transits podcast. See you in a moment. Bye for now. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is transits time. Yay! So I have the amazing Jenny Crowther here with me today. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Emma. Hi, everyone. It is so exciting to speak to all of you today. I am pumped at the moment because we are back in the van. We're on school holidays. This is officially my first day of, of holidays. Um, and I get it that I'm working, but I actually <laughs> had to move it from yesterday. And um, anyway, the point is we're back in the van. So if you can hear a few other noises, you might hear my family in the background. I apologize, but it is van life for the next two weeks and I could not be more excited. So let's talk about transit. So let's talk about what's going to go on for um, October. But before that, shall we review September, Jenny, my friend? We we shall. Um, I will also say that I am also in my van on a campsite that is waking up. So it could get quite noisy here too. So let's see what background entertainment we get. I love it. Um, I mean, we've literally just got on and hit record because <laughs> we didn't dare trust what's happening with Mercury Retrograde at the moment. We're recording on the 23rd here. Yes, 23rd where mm-hmm. you are as well, I think. It is, yeah. yep. Um, so it's a pretty, uh, for those listening to this just as it goes out and looking back, this is a pretty pokey, potent moment that we're recording in. We've just had 7,000 tech issues trying to get on. Um, Mercury just kazimied the sun in retrograde in gate 46 so it's like they're all, they're all in a line you know there's like mercury going backwards in exactly the same place as the sun in gate 46 okay point. okay before we go in there tell us exactly what kazimi means please kazimi is a cool word that basically i just hear chani nicholas use but it's when the sun <laughs> and mercury come exactly together in the same like point so they are they align from where we are oh, so we're lo- cool. when we're looking at the sun we look at mercury being right bang Okay. And what does that mean for us? How does a Kazemi affect us? Well, because Mercury is in retrograde, it's like it just amped up the effects of Mercury retrograde. So what, (laughs) which is what we've probably just experienced uh, trying to get our tech to work um, and you trying to get to your destination on time. The, The moment that Mercury went into retrograde, I was trying to get my ferry I'd given myself a reasonable amount of time. I got to the ferry port. There was literally gridlock around the whole ferry port. And I'm sitting there, stuck in my van, unable to go forwards or backwards or sideways, just staring at the clock, thinking, I'm going to miss my ferry. I'm going to miss my ferry. So what you've just had, you know, trying to get That's exactly what, you know, so we literally left, we left at um, before 10 o'clock this morning. So, and it's been so weird because there's, they're also having crazy weather again in Byron. So it's pouring with rain, there's floodwaters everywhere and there's just been gridlock the whole way. And Mm. we were like, what? This is so weird. It's not even school holidays yet. Like we've just split early. So it's weird. It's got nothing to do with the schools. It's got everything to do with Mercury as far as I can tell. Mm. Thanks, Mercury. so this, because uh, I think Mercury retrograde thus far, apart from the odd little incident, has been relatively chill. Um, but from the, but now it's it's like it's 
it's access point right now. So I think that's why we're experiencing so much difficulty. It's also, I am, I don't know how coherent I'm going to be for the next hour or so because I've been awake nearly all night um, because, and it's like, like wide awake, like ping. I woke up at one thirty, ping. Um, as we entered the equinox. So the equinox happened at 3 a.m. here, where I am yep. in Europe. Um, and it's which marks the beginning of Libra season. I'm Libra sun, Libra moon. The new moon in Libra in two days' time is like my lunar birthday because I was born on the Libra new moon. So it's almost like it's almost like every all my guides woke me up this morning and were like, it's your birthday. Wake <laughs> up. Let's stay awake for three hours. Oh, my um, God. I love that. But it's a re- it was really like it was a really profound, deep spiritual connection. It's this time now. So again, when you're listening to this, when it goes out, think back to this time around the 23rd of uh, September, where we come into Libra season. We go through the we, we it's the equinox. We've got the new moon in two days, and it's a profoundly uh, ripe time for newness, like a complete revelation or a shift in gear, mm. whatever that oh, means for you, whatever, you know, we're in this, the seasons change, the new moon in Libra is all about setting new seeds, planting new ways of being, especially wow. in relationships. So yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on right now as we're recording. Oh, I, f- I feel, I reckon I feel every single part of that. I feel every single part of it. And it's been one, I actually feel like this whole year has been really, transformational um and we've got some really really big things happening and totally resonate with new seeds um we're having some really big wins uh that we'll share with you all all you listeners very soon don't worry um really cool stuff happening so that totally resonates and is it is your actual birthday today no, I like to, so it's on the new moon in Libra is my lunar birthday. So right. my solar birthday is when it's when the sun is in 57.5 in October. But my lunar, my lunar birthday, which I also I was like going to say, I'm like, I'm usually not this, tor- I'm not this horrible. I might miss the day, you know, either way, but not completely. <laughs> it's in a few weeks. It's in a few weeks. But um, I also, tr- because I was born at the exact moment of the Libra new moon, like literally within a few minutes of it. Um, I'm, I've, I've always been really, really uh, attuned to that new moon moment. Mm, wow. So, and of, of course the lunar new moon moves around. So yeah, that's why I consider this my lunar birthday. Like, like the queen, I like to have two birthdays speaking of <laughs> the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good segue, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the, uh, perfect. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, as we're starting to look back at the whole month of September, uh, we can't really not talk about, um, the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, it's been an interesting experience from my perspective because I'm not in the UK I she died the day after I left the UK I was in France at the time um and then I've been in Sardinia the whole time on retreat so I haven't looked at any news media like I've actually it's not been anywhere near me if I've wanted to get involved with it I've had to literally go looking for it because it's nowhere in my sphere so I've I kind of forgotten about it a bit like I think if you're living in the UK or somewhere where the news media is on a lot that's you haven't really had much choice that's all you've been able to look at mm. um but as as uh, emma said just before we we hit record she was like 
please tell me you've looked at the astrology for that, the, the transits for that. And I did, of course. The first thing I did was be like, okay, what's going on with her chart? The queen, so I looked at the queen's chart. Then I looked at the transit at the moment of her death, or at least the moment of the announcement of her death. I can't be sure uh, exactly when she died. But that afternoon, anyway, I looked at the transits for that. Um, I was looking specifically for activation in the central channel um, because from a human design perspective, what Rara always said that the design crystal bundle, the monopole and the design crystal go back to the earth down the central channel. So I was looking for activations down the central channel. Now it's been a year of that, right? We've had, you know, we've got the nodes in one and two right now. Um, I haven't got the Queen's chart up at the moment, but from memory, she has quite a lot of activations down that central channel. Like Emma and I are both like, hang on, we need mm. to look at it. <laughs> I, I'm literally like, I'll go look at it. So I hope it doesn't, I might turn my camera off while I'm I doing know, it. I'm a, I'm a bit worried about the technology of yeah, you keep to do you keep one, talking one thing at once. But now I'm curious. Um, so Emma's going to look at the Queen's chart while I um, I talk about like what I think in terms of the significance. So what I was looking for was an activation of the sixty three and the fourteen two because that would be the route down the the monopole and the designing crystal would come down back into the earth. I mean, you don't need to have that those two channels activated to be able to pass away of course but i was just curious to see if that was the case mm. um well, loading loading okay so what i will talk about is because the queen is more than just a person she is a representative of an institution um i think we what i'm more interested in looking at rather than necessarily the personal planets and her transit chart was actually the the cultural planets and what they're doing so we have you know the pluto neptune uranus who are kind of progressively uh global in their influence and then you have um, jupiter and saturn making the cultural uh, associations between the energies that are kind of you know all out here i can't really see where i'm but like i'm out out in the stratosphere at the edge of the solar system and coming closer to us so my observation generally we've talked about this already on the transits podcast a few times was um saturn retrograde in gate 49 saturn representing the old order the way things have always been done um it's 49 is the gate of revolution or tribal principles so we spoke about this on a personal level about a lot of us experiencing a father wound or like looking at our relationship to the patriarchy and i think the we can't um we can't get around the representation of the figurehead for one of the countries that exported colonialism around the world um and who exported this kind of um uh it was the renaissance thinking this um the distrust of nature the glorification of the mind the mm. capacity the human capacity for rationalization this was one of the the main exports of colonialism you know it went into cultures that had profound uh, connection to you know the what we in the UK would call pagan these kind of um, cycles of, of earth and of life from a very natural perspective uh, and what colonialism did ab like above all was say that that was uh, barbaric and savage to be in contact with mother earth and that we should drive our lives from the rationalizing capacity of the mind so I think the uh, the keynote 
for Gate 49 is, I'm quoting now from um, the Ravi Ching, ideally the transformation of forms based on the highest principles and not simply for power, knowing what or who is needed or not for the community. I'll read that again. Ideally, the transformation of forms based on the highest principles and not simply for power, knowing what and who is needed or not for the community. And I think this is the question that now we're being faced with in our, certainly in our country and maybe around the Commonwealth. Um, is the constitutional monarchy the best thing for the community or not? Mm. Um, and it's not to say um, that it's not. Um, but it's, I think that's the question that's being raised with her death. You know, she was, as a person, I think, pretty well liked. I'm not entirely sure um, her son is as well liked as a person mm. in terms of, you know, certainly the media portrayal of him. And of course, we, we can't just rely on the media portrayal of somebody to get an mm. accurate view of who they are. Um, and the Queen died when Saturn was in uh, retrograde in line two of gate 49 which is called the last resort and I had so that those words were like is is she the last resort for the monarchy in Britain as it currently stands yeah um it, I mean it I, I've also been um looking at constitutional monarchy as a as a option for the way that a country is run and it's interesting I think that after the rule of General Franco which was basically a dictatorship in Spain they decided that it was in their best interests and they reinstated the grandson or the great-grandson of their original constitutional monarch who'd been ousted by Franco. Um, so they put the constitutional monarchy back in as because they decided that the monarchy plus you know, the democratically elected government was the best option for them because they'd seen uh, the alternative, which for them was... Uh, a very brutal dictatorship so mm. yeah I, it's, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the monarchy is going to be disbanded but I, I do think it's you know it, it, for sure it's up for discussion yeah yeah and look in Australia it's absolutely up for discussion you know like we have yeah. um, because at the end of the day what you were saying at the beginning like one of the really important things is I think the person herself you know she did the very best possible job for the job that she did and I think as a person, she was a good person. However, you know, she is also the head of um, this institution that has done so much mm. damage when we think about, um, you know, our Indigenous people, you know, and although the Indigenous people that sort of come under the Commonwealth. So, yeah, I think it's a f like it's a fascinating time in history. In, I know for me um, in the past, and I've kind of said this, like I'm I'm not a royalist and I'm not, all about turning Australia into into a republic, but that's more because I don't think we should spend millions of dollars changing a piece of paper. You know, it's more about that than you know spending our money with I don't know changing the education system or helping the indigenous people or whatever it is is better than us trying to you know rewrite something. However, I think it's fascinating what you were saying because it just sounds like this is the time, you know, this really is the time. I know um, in Australia there is a, a lot of people, there's a lot of, um, un, you know, disease and unrest and time for change calling for, um, and it's not so much independence, it's it's more, which it is, but there's also just this piece of we need to actually recognise all of our people and what that means when it comes to the monarchy. And mm -hmm. I think it's, um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's time for us to be thinking, 
differently? You know, what does that look like? I don't know. I think that's that's the question for all of us as we navigate. Um, there was something that you said right at the beginning while I was busy looking for Queen Elizabeth's chart, and I wish I could remember what it was, but because um, there was something that I directly wanted to respond to, but it's gone. So you said we've so we've got one and two. With one and two gates, one and two activated, her the central channel. Um, because she has a lot of the central channel. She had a I lot know, of right? central channel anyway, but it's kind of 50-50. So she doesn't have the 24, she doesn't have the 23. The one and the two are in the transits. She does have the 14, she does have mm-hmm. the three, but she doesn't have the 60. Yeah. So at the time, when did she die? God, I can't even remember what date it was. Was it around the 16th, somewhere around there? Details. It's not uh, my jam. Uh, well, it, sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> Uranus was in the 23 and Pluto was in the 60 up until yeah. the 5th of, 4th, 5th of September. She must have died around the 7th or 8th. So they, that central channel had just deactivated. The 23 and the 60, had she, they'd just... You know, Uranus and Pluto were in there, so wow. almost the whole central channel was lit up like two days before she died. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm. That was my kind of interest in um, from her pers- personal perspective. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating but, time, isn't it? I feel like I'm not educated enough on the whole topic to have a really balanced opinion. So please don't form your opinions from what I'm sharing. <laughs> um, well, I, I think like also the the archetype that Uranus is bringing and the nodes generally are bringing. You know, Uranus. Um, like I said, it was in twenty three. It moves back. It's just moved back into two, um, and this. So it's fin- Uranus, which is representing the new way of doing things, the future direction, where we are headed, the, the you know, the unusualness, the, the something that's never happened before. This planet has just, is, it's in its retrograde now in gate two, line six. That's it for gate two, line six. From now on, it retrogrades back through five, four, three, two, one. It goes direct in January next year, and then it'll go direct through one, two, three, four, five, six. And we'll finally move on in May 2023. So in terms of Uranus's activity in Gate 2, which is bringing in the new order, it's it's a pretty key time. Um, mm-hmm. it's, well, as in we're at the peak of the Uranus activity in Gate 2. Um, and from now on, it's going to fast forward in the new order. Now, we don't know what that's going to look like. But I think we one thing that I find very... Um, unresourceful to use an emma word is to if we are kind of in this uh, non-materialist first paradigm as in we're in the paradigm where we understand that the quality of our consciousness our individual personal consciousness is co-creating the reality around us and i think most people listening to this podcast are at least somewhere on the journey to that view totally agree if we believe that why would we look around at the um, the negative manifestations in the world and be all kind of doomsay about it? Like, oh, there's this and that, and it's all going to go ahead. Like, it do- it's not going to go to hell unless we believe it's going to go to hell. Like, it's not going, not going that percent. way. My head's about to nod off my shoulders. And I think... <laughs> I actually think this is one of the most important points that we 
need to be aware of right now? Where is your attention right now. going right, right now? now? Because yeah. I, a lot of people that I love and respect and are very close friends with, it's almost like there's part of their psyche that's like, it's all going to go to shit and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And I, I'm going to be right about that. I'm like, why would you want to be right about that? Mm. I would rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right. Yeah, but that's the human brain. At the end of the day, that's the way the human brain works. And unfortunately, the reason why people are more attached to being right, because you've nailed it, um, is because that's how they feel certainty, you know? And the thing is, is that like how we're going to thrive in this chaos and this transformation is being comfortable with uncertainty. Um, You know, one of the things I know for me that, that I've learned to do over the years is I just, I've always been able to feel the energy of the future. Now, the more I learn and discover, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I do live in another freaking timeline or dimension and I'm feeling a different future, but I know that my future feels really freaking good. Mm. Um, So staying connected to that. And I think that this is for everyone listening, like if there's anything that you want, if you want, if you're looking for the one thing to focus on, this is really it, you know, focusing on, and it's not to say you completely ignore um, you know, a friend in need or, you know, the challenges that are going on. It's not that you completely ignore them, but you always want to choose that that you're maintaining your power, that you're focusing on, you know, the shifts, the changes, like what's going to come from this or what's possible. Um, because yeah, people hold on to the need to be right um, and pessimistic because the human brain in its default setting, when you've given away your power, um, that's where it's going to go. So it, it's a really, really important mm. thing because as you say, Jen, we're creating the new reality. We're creating the new paradigm. So the more that we focus on it, the more that we feel it, and the more that we are conscious about what the world we want to create and, and not just for us, like when we think about who we're becoming and, you know, as a personal profile, I do think a lot about myself and my journey and my family and my business and those sort of things. However, I'm always thinking about the environment that that's going to be in, the people that I'm with, the, you know, how business is going to shift, how money is going to change. Like all of these things are really, really exciting. And I also want to say is it's so important to have boundaries around exactly this. Like Justin being Justin, um, you know, sometimes because Justin has this, you know, wealth of community, gets all this different information. And sometimes he'll come to me and he'll say, oh, I've heard this conspiracy theory, I've heard that theory, I've heard this, or I've heard that. And he'll tell me something and I'll be kind of like, well, you know, me being me, what is my, if my sacral's like, oh, I've got energy for that, then I'll listen. But if I don't have energy for it, I'm going to trust it. You know, I'm just going to trust that not to mm-hmm. listen to it because we really are creating our own reality. And I know one thing for me, as much as it sounds weird, is like we've lived years where people have been so enveloped by COVID, not even knowing it's there. So there's this part of me that's like, we are absolutely living in different experiences, different realities, different dimensions, different timelines. And the more of us that can focus on the possibilities, the good, the, you know, what comes after the chaos, all of those things, the more we're doing it for not just ourselves, we're doing it for the collective. Yeah. Yeah, we exactly that. We are doing it for the collective. And I feel like, you know, everyone's got their jam. Some people like to listen to all of the, you know, the doomsday and the apocalyptic thinking. 
then okay that's your jam if that feels you know aligned for you then whatever but like in terms of my worldview I had a conversation quite recently with someone who I love very much and respect very much and I've always kind of almost venerated their opinion and and tried to adapt like really if they say something I listen and actually this time I was like listening to their thinking and I was like I see that you see the world through that lens but actually that is the opposite of the lens I see through and we're just I'm just going to have to accept that even though we're very good friends I'm I do not look at the world through that lens at all nor do I want to I have no Mm. interest in looking at the world through that lens because it doesn't feel good in my body I don't want that uh, in influencing my consciousness because I'm so focused on creating a world where people are invested in the healing of themselves each other and the planet yep couldn't agree more and you know what I love about what you just said um, and I again I just really want people to hear this in is that you know this is a dear friend someone you love someone you respect and it's okay for you to think completely differently you know it's okay for you to have that boundary it doesn't mean that you judge this person or allow them to judge you or change your opinion it's okay you know and that I think is also something that we really all need to be very conscious of is that we are all completely unique we are all going to be creating different realities in inverted commas Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and the best way that we can we can steward to this new world is to just let people be who they are let people think what they want to think and focus on what they want to focus on um Mm -hmm. and and love them anyway you know and just Mm -hmm. be conscious of who you want to become and and who you want to evolve so yeah I think that's beautiful yeah and it's you know my my need for tribal longing or tribe belonging is very deep you know it's like we all just we want to fit in with the people we've kind of designated as our close people and actually this was a big moment for me to be like you know what we don't need to find an agreement on this you're entirely at liberty to have you're a clever woman like have whatever opinions you want but I do not I don't share them and that's fine that's actually fine and it was a big relief to my mind to stop trying to reconcile it you know exactly and I think again this is all part of our new paradigm this is yeah. what we're like. It's that that counterintuitive thing about individualism. We just had this great conversation in the car on the way up. It's Justin's like, "What do you think would happen if we abolished police and rules right now?" So we just had this long conversation, and and ultimately, mm. the 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 short answer is we'd end up living in peace and equality and all of the yeah. things that we're looking for, you know, um, because. At the moment, we live in a world where we're told who to be and how to conform and we have to stick to all these rules. I um, mean, yes, if they just appear, disappeared like that, then there would be chaos. But over time, we would self-govern and, and we would be so much more conscious of each other and we would be responsible, yeah. which is the thing that a lot of, yeah. you yeah. know, the industrialized world has really taken out of our hands is responsibility so now people think it's the government's fault or the medical industry's fault or the the advertising industry's fault or the media's fault or you know like all of these these in these big um uh what's the word um all of these big industry players or all of these big um groups yeah they're absolutely contributing in an unresourceful way to planet earth but at the end of the day the buck stops with us so how are we interacting with those with those um you know those categories those those industries and i know for me you talk about the news and the queen like i don't know what's going on but it's because 
I don't consume mainstream media. I just, I mean, I know that you you don't either, but I really don't consume it at all. And I live in Byron Bay. So like the odds of things, people talking about the queen are pretty freaking minimal. Mm. Um, so it's those things. Like how are we, where are we taking responsibility for the way that we interact? Like I don't eat processed food. So mm. when people talk about the Coca-Colas of the world destroying planet Earth, well, I vote with my money, I vote with my body. I just don't partake in those things. I don't give my energy to those things. Um, and it brings me back to that beautiful quote, right, of, of Mother Teresa's, you know, if um, if there's an anti-war pro- protest, she's not going to be there, but she'll be there every time for a peace rally. You know, our focus yeah. is everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm perfect what you're saying, really. People think they have no power. You have all the power. Like we... These institutions didn't get as big as they did because they made it. We gave them power and we can just gradually take it away, you know, by not relying on them for whatever it is we've been relying on them for. Exactly. So that's what, that's how it will happen. I mean, I don't want to burst Justin's bubble, but it's not going to pop overnight. It will gradually, (laughs) you know, because that's healthy transformation and it's the same for personal transformation. You don't necessarily want to have a full nervous breakdown. Ideally, Mm -hmm. you want to have lots of teeny tiny little breakdowns over the course of many years to get to the same place, which will be a lot more stable and a lot more integratable. And so I'm pretty sure that the the changes, although they might be quite rapid, they will at least be integratable by people. We will be able to to, uh, organize around them. I agree. And I think it's that piece like um, it's sustainable when we do it more slowly um and and like and slowly is a context right it's going to seem slow um but Mm -hmm. actually when we look back at history it'll look like it happened overnight um and it's that that sustainability piece it's it's this question even within um you know when you're building a business all this talk at the moment like make 10 10k a month and do this and do that and this is where the Oh my goodness, sustainability. You know, one of the things that I know and I'm very grateful for within my business is that I, yes, I've had big financial jumps in the business, but I've built it in a sustainable way so that it can continue to grow. And it, we always, we have to look back to things. We have to look back to mother nature and mother, mother nature doesn't grow 365 days of the year. Like this is the thing we have to understand, like all of the transformation, growth, whether it's personal, business, relationship, there's going to be ups and plateaus and downs even. Um, But sustainability is the thing that we're looking for in transformation because that means we're going to get to the transformation. I think the the key really is from a personal level is just don't freak out when it's the like wintering. Yeah. When when your business is wintering, when your health is wintering, like whatever it is, just don't freak out about it. Because mm-hmm. if you can see it in terms of natural cycles, if you can allow that moment of clarity where you're like, oh, actually, I've been growing. Wow. Like I I was I couldn't have con- continued like that. You know, I couldn't have continued in whatever vein it is forever mm-hmm. exponentially. No, I, I I need a fallow period. I need to chill for a yeah. minute, for a minute. You know. Yeah. Anyway, Speaking of which, a, I'm on holiday. Woohoo! Woohoo! So this is a very long rant that we've both had, but yeah. um <laughs> love it. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Human Design Podcast. I want to share something really amazing with you. And it's actually one of our new millions of millionaires sponsors. So to introduce this body graph chart software that we've been using that's been mind-blowing. 
So I want to welcome the amazing um, Taylor Dyson, who is my incredible operations manager. Welcome along, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This is actually um, something that we implemented when? Um, April. Yeah. And we were just trialing it out because they'd reached out to us um, in regards to sponsoring the podcast or something like that, wasn't it? And so it kind of wasn't Mm -hmm. even on our radar and we tried it out and we had such low expectations. And then what happened? Well, I remember sending you a message going, Emma, why are we not using this? Because I was mind blown. You know, we get a lot of requests for stuff like that. And, you know, there's new softwares all the time. And I clicked on it, like you said, with very low expectations. And I started looking through what they can do. And I had, I got so excited. You know, the MG in me was like, oh my God, we have to use this. And I saw the potential of it and it has delivered more than expected. It's really awesome. Amazing. Now, before we get into the actual numbers, because I know um, numbers with Taylor is a thing in our business. She loves to share all the all the numbers. Let's just tell the listeners exactly who it's for and what it is. Yeah. So it's a great tool for anyone who uses human design in their business. So if you're a human design reader, a human design coach, or just someone who uses human design in your business, if you, you know, incorporate it into whatever you do, it's a way for you to embed an actual human design chart tool into your website. So, you know, if you want someone to get their human design chart, you probably send them to an outside platform somewhere, you know, oh, go to this website, put in your details and get your chart, whatever that platform might be. There's a couple big ones. And what's cool about this is that it allows you to put that tool on your own website and it's yours. So when someone comes and, you know, puts their information into your website, they get their chart and then you can hook up, hook it up to your email list, to your newsletter. You can have it linked to your own content. You can customize the reports afterwards that they get, you know, so it's your own descriptions of what, you know, this type is or this profile. So that's kind of what it is. Oh my God, I love it. And it's so cool because I actually remember when Jenna Zoe, because it must be the same software that Jenna Zoe used and before anyone else. Yeah, right. And I was always like, wow, her chart looks so beautiful and it's on her website. That's so cool. So yeah, when we started using it, I was like, this is beautiful. I'm really excited that we can do it. But let's talk hard numbers. Like we have had some serious success with this, um, just adding this to our business. So tell everyone a little bit about the growth that we've experienced through using this. Yeah. So since implementing it into our website in April, there have been over 4,000 people that have downloaded their chart through the website. And that's unique. That's not, um, you know, someone who does it twice because a lot of people will go back because they won't download the PDF or something, or they lost it or misplaced it. That's unique um, chart downloads. So it's even more for double for people doing it twice. Um, and it's been really amazing. It's more than tripled the size of the email list. And, you know, you can set up you know, sequences afterwards for people to, um, you know, give them more information and keep everything in-house. Yeah. And because one of the really big things for us is obviously human design made simple. So it gives us the opportunity to um, give our way of teaching human design directly to the people who want it. And I love that. I love that every single person that wants to get their chart, that downloads it, we can then support them on their journey straight away, which is of course what you set up because you're amazing to make sure that not only do they get their chart, but they also get this support, free content support that helps them as they're 
you know, new to human design and on their journey. So beautiful. So how do people access this? What's it, what's it called? And I know that there's a benefit for listeners of the podcast. Yes. So you can go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to bodygraphchart.com. And they have been kind enough to give the listeners of the human design podcast, a 50% off discount for 12 months, which is huge because it's already inexpensive to begin with. Um, And then the 50% discount is going to put it at $25 a month. That's in us dollars. So wherever you are in the world, it'll be, you know, a little bit different, but um, 50% off for 12 months. And the code is human design podcast. And we'll put that in the show notes too, for everyone. And one of the other things I want to say, that's really cool about this chart tool is that it's hundred percent customizable and it actually gives Chiron and the four arrows, which is what a lot of chart tools don't do that. So that's one thing that a lot of people are drawn to when they go to get our chart from our website is, oh, I can get the arrows because of it or my Chiron gates. I love that. It's so cool. So check out the show notes, people get on it because really it is such a powerful and as Taylor says, inexpensive tool, like it paid for itself in the first two days. I seem to remember or first day I seem to remember. So it's so valuable. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to really build your brand and your communication with your clients. So thank you. Go check it out. In terms of, so that's, you know, a very long discussion about the potential, um, catalyst that I think the event of the the death of Queen Elizabeth is. Um, In terms of the day-to-day of September, for my observation, the the, the 636 combo, the gate six, the gate 36 combo that we, the Sun Earth were just in, um, was was felt, really felt by a lot of people. I had a lot of messages because obviously I'm the go-to person that gets the WhatsApp messages. Jenny, what is going on in the transit? (laughs) Uh, and my response is, it's all right. It'll pass in a few days. <laughs> I think the six and the 36 bringing up, uh, yeah, conflict, internal conflict, external conflict, conflict mm. with institutions, conflict with your own body, conflict with the way that life is, in my charming language, dealing you a shit ticket. Like, <laughs> it, it just, it was a that week was pretty uh felt i'm gonna just check the dates 15th to the 20th uh, of september but i mean where we are ma um he was in there venus just went in gate six uh, mercury is about to retrograde into gate six on sunday saturday sunday uh, so we haven't finished with that process basically mm. the, there's a big part of mercury's retrograde uh, in six as well so yeah, I just, felt that week. God, I felt that week. Breathe and I get just, through it, you know. Mm, breathe. Don't don't tri- don't trigger. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like. Don't be triggered to export the conflict into the world around you. I think is the thing mm. I would say. Or invest because, in it. Yeah, like invest in the identity or story. I think writing it down is probably the most helpful thing we can do, and that's certainly what I did with all of mine. I had a lot of uh, conflict coming up. Um, that I, my, every cell in my body was like, please, can we tell them, can we tell them how much conflict we're in with them? And I'm like, no, we're not exporting this to anyone else. When this transit's passed, maybe we'll choose from a place of not reactivity to talk about it with them. But right now, while this transit feels so strong, we're getting written down in the diary Mm -hmm. for future reference. That is all that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just being really disciplined with ourselves. Um, 
during these really strong transits so that we don't have a huge mess to mop up when the transit's moved on. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to say, like, this is that's what it feels like to be emotional, like an emotional authority, you know? Like, it's the, this is the lesson that I've learned. You know, I've so learned that mm-hmm. although something feels so real and so true in the moment, mm-hmm. it, don't react to it because mm-hmm. the odds are yeah, tomorrow you won't feel that way or next week you won't feel that way. Yeah. And, it's and that- it wasn't just, sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it wasn't just the six thirty-six. Mars was in 35, so the whole channel, the whole planet had the 35, 36 on. So everyone mm. Oh, my God, and we want to talk about it. And we want to be freaking telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, it was funny, that's very much how things felt in, in my world as well, you know. And I remember having that really conscious feeling like, it was almost like, wow, my emotional waves, especially big at the moment. But I think it was just mm-hmm. that. I mean, I have the six and the 36. So usually these things don't really influence mm-hmm. me much, but mm-hmm. I was really conscious. And there was a time, when was the, when was the Pisces full moon? Like that was another time that I was just like, it was just around when the queen died. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Jeepers, far out. Like that was an emotional, <laughs> emotional time. And it, it's, I love like just watching my my mastermind groups, the way, um, especially 1.0, like they're, they're hugely connected and watching their conversations in their te- in the Telegram group is just like I could see all the transits playing out like or I was feeling mm-hmm. something and then it was expressed in the group. It's just really amazing. Um, and to watch everyone sort of navigate it together was was beautiful, really beautiful. But, yeah, it's been a, been a, bit, of, been a bit emotional. It's been a, it's been a bit of a month, hasn't it? Yeah. And I think I then also had this like, I had a real deep like moment of like despair, like almost towards the end of it. I think it was the 6.6 or when the sun was just in the last line, just this like, oh my God, done all this work on myself and I still feel like this, you know, I'm still this forlorn, still feeling like no one really likes me. (laughs) And it's just like, we like you, Jenny. We love you. you see, I remind myself with my mind, but every part of my body's like. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, you know, and I think this oh, is the thing. Yeah. We we all go through these things, and it's so beautiful to mm. hear it. You know, because I think all mm. of us do. And and you know, one of the things that I've been so conscious of recently as well is this freaking mm. being a line five. You know, mm. like no wonder we don't think people fucking like, don't like us half the time. Mm. Because we're constantly being smashed with other people's projections, you know. And if, for me, being an emotional being, if I'm in my emotional low, mm. I don't see it coming. I don't even realize mm. it's not even mine. I'm all mm. of a sudden going, shit, I need to mop up the pieces. What just happened? You know, mm. and it's not till the next day that I'm like, oh, okay, I need to just calm down. You know, I just need to calm the farm. Like it's it's not about me. But, yeah, yeah, you know, like. This yeah. is this is the responsibility piece that we need yes. to constantly remind ourselves every single day that we are worthy because we are breathing, because we are here and yeah. um we have to receive, you know, receive those external clues, the the nice comments, the 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 DMs, the the you know, the thank you or the love of a friend or the gift or the whatever it is, you know, make sure that we're receiving because yeah, we can really feel a little bit you know, like, really? Are they just faking it or am I just making it up? It's, I mean, it's challenging. It's one of life's biggest challenges, I think, this um, 
this capacity to be with yourself while your being is triggered. It took me, I got triggered big time in the middle of it, like a massive slap in the face trigger. And it took me three to four days to process it through my body. And Mm. the whole time I wanted to export it. And I have a couple of really close friends that I can export it to and it's a safe container. And they're not going to make a big deal out of it. They're just going to hold space while I process it. So that's where I turn. It's like, I can't, this is, I need some external support with this, but not, I'm not going to go to any of the people involved. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to go and say, you said this, or she said this. or this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold it in space with my friends and wait till I ride it out. And they have to be on the same page as you. They have to be able to just be like, well done keep going keep breathing not like all getting on the indignant side of the fence because it doesn't help anyone you know it's Mm -hmm. actually you need the kind of friends that can say what is the lesson in this what are you grateful for about this thank you this person for bringing this to your attention so that you can transmute this energy like that's the kind of friends I need in my life because yeah that's that's the work that's the work I want to be able to do for myself but when I'm triggered I actually can't hold that space that strongly so I need friends to keep reminding me Mm. so we've got a few let me see when does Mercury finally move out of gate six uh 8th of October so this is not quite done yet as this podcast goes out we've still got Neptune in gate 36 we've still got Mercury in six so hopefully our little chat about what we do when it's all kicking off in here um is helpful for like just don't export that mm. feeling and until you're really through it at a physical yeah. level yeah i love that and you know the good old forgiveness method is also incredibly powerful through that process oh. and i know for me like one of the things i've got so good at is that you know what's the lesson don't not taking it personally. What's the lesson and what am I grateful for? Like I love those two pieces as well. Mm. That's it's become mm. such a habit within me. Yeah. Um, and I just encourage everyone, you know, because it's it, it as much as so much of it isn't about you, the bits that are about you, you get to choose the meaning that you attribute. And this is a mm. this is a powerful way that you can bring it, yeah. you know, lift yourself up, love yourself. Yeah. I mean, I as I said, I've been awake since one one thirty. I did about 45 minutes of Ho'oponopono in the middle of the night just because I was like well I'm still awake might as well just settle into this field and forgive myself and everyone else for whatever it is I don't even need to know what it's about I'm just lying there going I'm sorry please forgive me like I don't know what I did but I'm sorry (laughs) love it passes the time anyway so yeah so the energy now in terms of the sun earth we are in equinox energy we've got the 46 the 25 this is you know some of my favorite energy it's lucky it's healing it's loving it's yeah it's it's a good energy to kind of take a bit of a deep uh, sigh of relief Uh, and honor the body like really honor the body as a temple I got a massage yesterday because I was like after all of that emotional garbage I kind of need some help getting through it physically Mm. I need someone to like move the lymph so that I can actually get you know I got told yesterday well not told Mm. Um, the advice I was, I was working, had a session with my coach talking about the body and I was talking about a bunch of things and, um, she was in connection to spirit and spirit was like, okay, it's time for you to do 
you know, to be fasting. And I'm like, you know, me being me, I'm like, oh, I am, I do. Yes, I just started that back up again, thinking I'm so clever. And she said, yeah, two or three days. And I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) here comes a challenge. (laughs) But okay, I'm willing, talking about upgrading the body. I'm ready. Well, I mean, perfect timing because... It's spleen process time, like October. We can finally, I mean, we've been, been on air for about 7,000 hours talking about, I don't know what, but we can yeah, start talking it. about October. <laughs> and it's spleen process. So it's amazing that you're fasting to clear your organs before yeah. spleen process. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm going to talk about the moon uh, just to mark the, the phases of the moon at the beginning because we almost never do that. Um, so just for those writing in their diaries, the full moon uh, is on the 9th of October in gate 51, uh, which is where it lines up with the earth. So, I mean, what do I think this could be? A final reckoning on our perceived need to compete with each other. <laughs> like if we can, as many of us as possible, can just get past the, the shadow expression of the 51, this competitive, um, like elbows, in, get out my way kind of, there's not enough to go around kind of energy. Um, I feel like that awareness of our unity is the most like helpful thought belief. I think we kind of have to Im- impose it. If we're not having the experience of unity as an actual experience, we have to just remind ourselves, I am not separate from that person at a deep mm-hmm. level. They're an aspect of consciousness. So am I. They're having their experience over there. I'm having mine, but it's not competition. I'm doing me, they're doing them. End of story. So the full moon in on the 9th of October in Gate 51, for those of us that are possibly ripe for the picking, could be like a, a little helpful key to unlock that energy. And then the new moon uh, is on October 25th, and that'll be in Gate 28. And there'll be a partial solar eclipse at the same time. So 28 Gate of the Game Player. Um, also caught in the I Ching called preponderance of the great. And it's like this critical mass energy. Um, so I, I'm not sure, but cause I don't know yet, but the new moon on the 25th of October in gate 28 for me feels like it might be like, you know, critical mass is like a wave that's going to crash. And, and I think that like when life gets big, our spirit gets bigger to accommodate it. And it's almost like people, I think generally we're concerned that, we're not going to be able to handle it, that we're going to be overwhelmed. Like, as in, we're not going to be able to handle this wave that's coming. But as any surfer knows, if you learn how to surf, then you're, you, you can handle it. Like, and I don't think we ever really get more than we can handle in life. Mm, agree. I think it's just, it's a mindset. I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, with just, people. You know, sorry, go like, on. I was, well, when I do like body work with people, like, sometimes their nervous system fully triggers into panic mode their whole being starts hyperventilating shaking freaking out and it's just the it's the it's a it's the replay of a mental story and you can override it so i will sit with this person for however long it takes to get them down and say repeat after me i am safe i am well i am okay I can handle this. And just constant positive affirmation to calm the mind down, to calm the nervous system down. So that new moon energy might, in the 28, might be a little bit, a bit of a lot. But if we just keep reminding ourselves, we've got this, we can handle this, 
the universe isn't going to serve up something on our plate that we can't actually chew and digest. 100%. I totally agree. And it's so it's one of my favorite global beliefs, you know. Whatever comes my way, I can handle it. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. Very and powerful. It's also really like logically helpful. It's way better to go into a really difficult situation with that mindset than I can't handle this. This is too much. Like yeah. just not helpful, not a helpful belief. Well, even if you think about it, like um, in, in, in its simplicity of, of the human brain is that if you think you can't, you can't. Like literally mm-hmm. the brain won't access the the information. It just won't. Mm-hmm. So if you think you can, you can. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's that yeah, simple. Yeah. And I think it's that we're moving to this time. I think it's really interesting because I've had a, a personal experience of this and I'm watching as people are going through, um, uh, you know, mastermind, the, the masterminds at the moment. What I'm seeing is transformation at a speed I've never seen it before. You know, like I've seen, and, and it's that's sort of sped up, um, mm-hmm. you know, in my time. But from how we used to change and transform our mindset and our belief systems to the work that that we're doing with human design or the gene keys, like, it is speeding up, and I just and I've had this experience that I spoke about on the um, spoken about on the podcast, where you know some of the things that I've created in my life, I actually had an opposite belief to, and I was doing mm-hmm. some work with with Ellie Richter um, to balance some beliefs, and she was like, "Wow, it's amazing that you've created all of this because of these these beliefs," and I'm like, "I freaking knew it! I freaking knew yeah. it! I knew that, you know our our spirit." Now, you know, if we if we can trust in ourselves and, and our spirit and the universe, like we can transcend even these beliefs, you know. And I'm just seeing evidence of transformation at light speed in all my programs at yeah. the moment. And it's I think it's all part of this big transformation we're going through yeah. and that sort of thing. It's available. I think like anyone that's done any looking into Rupert Sheldrake's work on morphogenetic fields, the more people that are doing something the more access other people have to it they have this example like back in the day when cars were invented it was quite hard to learn to drive a car but like the more people know how to drive a car the easier it is because that field of information is available and I think it's the same with this the the more of us that are doing this like it's not selfish because we're Mm -hmm. contributing to the collective ability to be like the more I do it the more you do it the more anyone can do it because it's adding to that field of okay, we can have healthy beliefs, we can let go of the limiting beliefs and we can handle our nervous systems while we transform. So I mm-hmm. think, yeah, it just, it's like the tipping point, right? Malcolm Gabriel's book, the tipping point. You, you will eventually, we will get to the point where it's just, it's it's automatic for people. Yeah. It won't even have to be an effort. Yeah, I, I reckon our kids, like our kids yeah. are already there. You know, They're, I'm starting mm-hmm. to see things in them that's just amazing. Anyway, back yeah. on track. <laughs> God, we get so easily distracted um and i'm maybe hopeless because because i'm having like because it's my first day of holiday so i haven't done anything today yep. i'm like full of energy and i'm talking to one of my favorite humans so i'm like okay shut up Emma. i will i will momentarily be quiet please <laughs> and i've had no sleep so i'm basically delirious <laughs> yeah running on running on fumes yeah anyway so october Let's get back to October, is the spleen process. Anyone looking at the wheel of the year will see all the yellowness. Um, uh, anyone that wants to go back and listen in great detail, uh, we covered these gates extensively in episode 140, 140. 
uh, the October Transits podcast from 41 minutes onwards, if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, I'll summarise now, but just to say that that's where we went in uh, great detail into these gates. Just also to say that it's not just the sun that's going through these spleen gates. Mercury and Venus in October are both also exclusively in spleen gates. So a lot of spleen activity. In human design, the splenic center is um, associated with physical health, survival, well-being, the body's um, ability to adapt, our immune system, that kind of thing. So it's it's a, it's health-related, um, physical health-related. And so the fear, gates in yeah, order. That's the other thing. When I heard that, I'm like, well, oh, so there's going to be you're going to be faced with your fears this month. Well, yeah, because what really is the ultimate fear, fear of death. Um, but then on top of that, we have all these other fears that associate with each of the gates. Yeah. Um, so I'll go through them just briefly now. Um, and I think if anyone, anyone that's ever been sick, which is anyone ever, uh, knows the relationship between physical illness and fear. Even you get a tiny little bit of a cold, the mind starts catastrophizing about the potential implications. So the fear based on physical ill health and the like, fears of the mind is, wow. 100%. And I'm, the fears I'm start in the usually, mind and they manifest yeah. in the body, right? So it's that whole it's a feedback journey. Loop, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I think first things first, the data is in. It's incontrovertible. Stress is a major cause of illness. So whatever it is, that we can do this month to minimize our stress levels. I mean, always, but especially now, please do. Like, do not stress yourself unnecessarily about basically anything. Um, do not allow other people to stress you out. Mm. Choose not to get involved in their field of stress. If, you know, we can't, because I think that's often the way it's like other people around us are stressing and we're trying, we're stressing trying to stop them stressing. 100%. It's like just, just just back out like just m- remove yourself from their field yeah this um, is not my fight this is not my yeah. worry this is yeah, yeah just have little mantras yeah. that's All what that. i do yeah so the first two gates uh, are going to be 18 and 48 so 18 Crackers. um is about correction <laughs> uh, and 48 is about like depth but from a fear perspective fear of authority and fear of inadequacy uh i think this is really just about personal power. It's this fear of authority, fear of inadequacy, or possibly fear of the inadequacy of authority, as in the fear that the authorities are inadequate to do the fixing. Just fix mm-hmm. it yourself. Yeah, like just I'm into you, that. Just, just decide that you can sort whatever it is out at whatever level. I mean, you could probably can't unless you're actually in government. You probably can't sort it out at that level. But I'm sure there is a way around you in your day-to-day life that you can sort it out. So whenever you notice this fear of the inadequacy of authority arising, just be, just decide, I can and I will make a difference to this. And just no hesitation, step forward. Love it. And watch the miracle happen. As soon as you, once you believe it, true. 100%. Um, 57 then comes up fear of the future, which is, I mean... We all know how activated my 57 is a lot. <laughs> um, and it, the, what, what we were saying just earlier about the apocalyptic thinking, fearing the worst. I think what we, we, we don't really fear the future. We fear the worst of humanity. We fear that it's going to descend into lawless chaos uh, and that we all have to protect our stuff with violence. Like that is the most bullshit belief ever. It's mm. first, first of all, understanding the context. That belief doesn't exist in. Um, 
indigenous cultures because they are observant creatures and they notice that when the worst happens, humans pull together, yeah. actually. They don't fight with each other. They help each other out. Yeah, They exactly. empathize with the suffering of others and they share what they have and they go out of their way to be caring and generous like in in no cry I had a good old think about this I couldn't think of a single crisis situation where people turned on each other yeah so why do we think that's going to happen like since they we want as soon as you see it like that you look at their past and you look at okay well we've got this phrase in uh England England English about blitz spirit when the Germans were bombing for like 57 days in a row in London there was the blitz spirit and everyone pulled together and everyone did their best to help each other in the worst possible circumstances. Mm. You've experienced it recently in Australia with the fires and then the floods. And you are, we all have lots of evidence that when the shit hits the fan, people pull together. Anyone yeah. that I know that's had a major health diagnosis, and I ask them about it with some retrospect, usually when they're in remission, they'll say, I had no idea how kind people were. Yeah. Until this happened to me. And then I realized, wow, everyone is amazing. Yeah. And so can we all just stop fearing this the future as being this apocalyptic? Like, can we also stop engaging in sci-fi media oh, God. bullshit? That I just I'm so I can almost not watch films anymore because most mm. of them are built on this idea that the future because I, I love sci-fi, really love it, but the when it's built on this premise that it's just going to be an absolute... Something's oh God, coming just, to kill us and we need to protect ugh. ourselves. Yeah, totally oh, agree. It's just, it's appealing to the worst, like the lowest possible shadow aspect of us. And it, all the evidence suggests that we always resonate up. So what are we even afraid yeah. of? Yeah. Anyway, but again, that's my rant it's, that, on that. <laughs> it's our conditioning. I love your rant. I think it's freaking brilliant <laughs> and it's our conditioning. And again, like... Uh, to use probably a metaphor that, that I've heard you use before, it's like we are in the birth canal right now, you know, and where it, it, but this birth canal actually moves between, you know, two realities and we're coming out of this place where we used to fear each other because we're conditioned to be that way. We're conditioned to be separate. But one of the things that we hopefully enough of us are going to get our freaking um, heads around is that, like you say, like we are actually we're not separate. And at the end of the day, like we are mother nature. And what happens when there's drought? What happens when there's flood? What ha Everything just like the rules change and things are taken care of. Mother nature takes mm -hmm. care of mm -hmm. the planet, mm -hmm. the people, the animals. And yes, there are losses, but this is this time that we're birthing into this new time where we have to realize that we are mother nature. We don't need to give our power away to something else. Like the power lies within us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I say stop watching all the shit that tells us that we need to be afraid of, you know, anything other than, I don't know, where our focus goes. Because at the end of the day, this is where we're at. We have this opportunity mm -hmm. to create this whole new world. Um yeah, sorry, totally ranting. Please keep going. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's all just be like hippies again, or at least this new version of hippies with lots yeah. of tech that takes care of the things we don't want to do <laughs> but doesn't actually run the world. That's another thing. Like can we stop with AI is going to take over the world? Like let's just stop with that. Let's focus on this beautiful future. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I just feel like people look at the future based on where they're at now and they can't conceive it. But this is, this is normal, right? 20 years ago, could we have conceived what we're living now? No, there's no way. So the only, like, I think when people hear this, like, but I am afraid of the future, Jenny and Emma. <laughs> like I am experiencing that fear in my body. It's it's real frequency in me. Breathe and focus on the moment. And every moment, like the next moment, is born out of the moment you're in right now. So focus on the quality of the presence that you're bringing to the moment that you're in, which is hope. get yourself as calm and trusting and relaxed and present with your lived experience right now and let the next moment be born out of that rather than the next moment be born out of your panicked mind 100 you we are birthing our reality moment by moment mm-hmm. the transformation happens in the moment you're in not mm-hmm. in the moment that's coming so i think i'm just kind of putting myself in the shoes the ear shoes of the listener um mm. it, it could it, it's a real experience for sure but it doesn't have to be is the point. 100%. And if you need more help, reach out to Emma or I. We, we help people through these fears for a living. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then coming up after that, after 57, 32 and 50, 32, fear of failure, 50, fear of taking on too much responsibility. Again, we never get more than we can handle. We are allowed to choose our own pace of change. Like, we are allowed to choose our own metric for success. We are allowed to set boundaries and say no. I think this fear of failure and fear of taking on too much responsibility is because we're shooting too high too much. Like we're, we're trying to be perfect instead of being real. Mm. And the, the disconnect between where we want to be as an idealized perfectionist image and where we're actually able to be, the reality of our growth trajectory is di- there's a gulf between them and that's where 100%. these fears come in the fear of failure and the fear of taking on too much responsibility is because you're trying to leapfrog the necessary steps so yeah by all means have a vision but like moment by moment okay I have to set a boundary around this person or I have to actually say I'm not able to do that right now or you know whatever you it have is, to or- do the thing that you're actually afraid of doing you know take the, t- the step in the direction that feels uncomfortable, yeah. even though you know it's right. And I think yeah. that's really important. The, the other thing I want to add is, again, like that shooting for the sky, that constant growth, mm-hmm. I get that social media makes it look like everyone can do that at the drop of the hat, and it's not true. You know, the overnight success is not true. It does not mm-hmm. exist. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, it's that piece like, I know for me, I've always held a very big vision, but I'm a very in the moment person, you know, I'm, and again, I'm speaking my design, you know, but my gate nine has really taught me to know those big dreams, but to stay focused in that present moment. Mm. Um, and, and understand that that gulf that Jenny's talking about, like we all experience that. And it's when we're not in the moment. It's when we're in our mind. So we're in the future, we're in the past. Um, and instead, like Jenny says, like let's just just do the best to stay in the moment. And how do you do that? 
well, you can feel physical things, the sun on your skin, the the breeze on your on your in your hair, or you know, be grateful for the flower that you see, or be grateful for the person standing in front of you. Like these are all things, especially while I was healing my mental health, when I had a mind that was going like even when I was meditating, it was going at a million miles an hour. Um, mm-hmm. I would just ground myself back into the moment, you know, whenever I thought about it, and that's where the power lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the reminder to everyone that you have the choice. Like, you get to decide. Like, fear of failure, no, you get to decide whether you've succeeded or not. It's not an external metric. It's an internal decision. And in terms of, like, taking responsibility for something, you get to decide who you take care of and when and how. It's not uh, an obligation. It's It's a gift if you choose to take responsibility for something has to be within a boundary of something that you think you can handle mm. so just you know again it's the, the fear all the fears of the spleen are about perceptual empowerments I think mm-hmm. like changing our perception of them a hundred percent one hundred percent and that whole you know sometimes be aware if you notice that fear showing up in, in you or the shadow showing up in you then potentially it's it's an indicator just to say okay well I wasn't listening to my strategy and authority I think the 50 is a great example like maybe you have taken on way too much responsibility yeah. because that was meant to be a no so it's that yeah. piece like everything comes back to strategy and authority and I think this yeah. is one of the things I love about seeing um you know all my clients going through these programs is this like Oh my goodness, I saw that my shadow come up and I just looked at it like it, it, it you know, it, it wasn't any more their identity, who they were. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it no longer governed the choices. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bring your awareness to it and then make the choice. Yeah. And then the final two, the final pair in the spleen, the 28 and the 44, fear of life having no purpose or not achieving your purpose in life, and then the fear of the past repeating itself or past catching up with you. And if we put take these as a combination, I've done this quite a lot with these fears, the combination of, yeah, maybe in the past you didn't realize the purpose of life before you died, assuming you believe in multiple incarnations, which I do. Um, maybe there is that fear, this hangover of, I didn't realize what life was about. I have to figure it out this time. And again, it's we're looking outside ourselves for some kind of external purpose to be uh, ticked, a box to be ticked, right? Yeah, tick, figured out the purpose, the meaning of life. Um, but the truth is, it's you're already the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You are the purpose. Yeah, you're um, in the meat suit. There's the purpose. <laughs> you've you've combined. Yeah. You're in the green room. Tick, you've got the golden <laughs> ticket. Well done, you're here. Yes. Um, it's an illusion, you know, that... Mm. This smoke and mirrors of seeking something outside of ourselves as, as purpose. Um, I don't know if anyone listening has read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> literally the best books ever written. Oh, my um, God, so good. But the whole joke of, like, deep thought, they create this supercomputer to figure out the meaning of life, the answer to the meaning of life, and it spits out the answer, and the answer is 42. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? We've waited eons, generations for this answer, and the answer is 42. And then deep thought is like, yeah, but what's the question? <laughs> and the whole point being that the question is more important than the answer. Yeah. The questioning, the inquiry is what is what the purpose of life is. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. I love it. And so it, it, that, it's, go ahead. Go on. No, no, you. I, I was just going to say, I'm just, it, it's something that, you know, 
I feel like human design's really helped me with this question, like what is my purpose? Because I was always hunting for it. And what I think is crazy amazing is, and this is what I say all the time now, is I know I'm on purpose because I can feel it. But if you ask me to tell you in three words, I've got no idea, you know, and it's that that piece of I can tell you through my gene keys, I can tell you through my human design, I can pull all those things in. But all those words that my mind has now attributed to those feelings, they're not as powerful as the feeling that I feel in my heart, you know, and I know mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, on purpose, mm-hmm, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Yeah. 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 That's it's not exactly to say those, it. word, those words have helped me get there, sure. but, you know, this is the piece, like it's a feeling. It is a feeling. Even in the depths of the confusion that you don't know your purpose, that is still the purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah far out you I know? could go into so many yes because I went through the so paradox. much chaos exactly so much <laughs> chaos so much challenge so many difficult times so many you know like I look back and I tell my purpose story so often these days and I think about these pivotal moments where I've asked the universe universe show me my purpose and it's almost like I could feel the universe like slapping her forehead like you're mm-hmm. doing it you're mm-hmm. being it right mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. you know it's like just because you're willing to be on the journey you are willing to look into the face of your fears and keep moving and then yeah. because I've done those things my purpose which for me just feels like a shedding of my conditioning and an aligning to my purpose and yes as I say I can bring lots of words to it um you know I can I can work with it in a very three-dimensional on the material plane build a business with it but it's this feeling it's the feeling that I get when I'm following strategy and authority when I'm following spirit that's it yeah and I I mean I think it's helpful for you certainly to be able to articulate your purpose but I think also it can it can perhaps lead to other people to be like but I can't articulate my purpose and I think what you're saying is it doesn't matter the point is feel it it's not that the words are extra like the cherry on the sundae it's like they're not Mm -hmm. the sundae that like the ice cream and the cream and the sauce is the thing Mm -hmm. not the words that describe it 100 percent. and you know what that just came to mind when you were saying that like if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like i used to be and saying well that's all well and good but how do i do that trust yourself trust Mm -hmm. you trust the universe how do you do that Mm -hmm. strategy authority that Mm -hmm. is really the the pivotal part of it yeah it is and and on that um that's also made me think of something that when we do that when like emma's slogan let's call it your slogan uh be your own guru when you do that you will be met probably by resistance from the universe as you start to step into your own path we had a little discussion about this on the telegram group for the mastermind 2.0 about how actually hard it is to step into your purpose because you do it you get all brave and you go out there and you be your own guru and you show the world how different you are and the world smacks you in the face and go get back in your box lady and you have to just stand there take the slap and be like uh well i'm not getting back in my box um i'm gonna like that slap is not gonna put me back to being subservient, following other people's whatever. I that came from a place of authenticity, but I'm just gonna like highlight that it it might not be well received and all all the time because the condi- all that the conditioning field that you've built around yourself that says it's not safe to be yourself, 
It's not yeah. safe to be authentic. It's not safe to be your own guru. Will make itself known for you to step past it. One hundred percent. It's and I wish I could remember the name of it. It's actually one of the universal laws. And when I read it's this law, I'm like, are you shitting me? I've literally been teaching this for years. It's what I call the crescendo. And mm. at the end of the day, that moment where you step out, the moment you step out, the universe says, "Brilliant, you're here." There's all this stuff we need to cleanse out. There's all this stuff, mm. like these things that you actually mm. have to face so that you can mm. transform. And so often, and this is what I hear, especially private clients that go through it, they're like, and friends, that they will be in tears. They'll be beside themselves going, oh, my God, I thought I did all this work. I've done all the work. Mm. It's it's the crescendo. It's it's the mm-hmm. big screen before the baby falls asleep. It's the, the mm-hmm. big thing that if you just don't quit now, you will transform so trust it when the universe when you perceive you're getting that slap in the face because it's actually the universe going come on come on we're here it's the last thing so yeah like i've I've learned to really jump into that it's just a slap they haven't like amputated your legs you can still keep walking yeah and the magic like the magic is just there it's just the other Mm. side and this is what i say to people all the time literally set it in I think all my master, almost all my mastermind calls this this week, like this is where most people quit. Don't mm-hmm. freaking quit. Mm-hmm. Don't tell yourself, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not in alignment. I must be doing something wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You're perfect. You're, you're absolutely perfectly imperfect. You're mm-hmm. just where you need to be. Keep going, yeah. keep going, keep going. Because mm-hmm. that is where all those people that you see that have the life that you perceive that you want, mm-hmm. that's what they've learned how to do to stay true yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and it's like you just have a moment of reflection. Where did, like, what place was that coming from from me? And what if you're like, yeah, that came from the place of me being brave enough to express myself authentically. If that's the answer, that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. And if you're anything like it's me, not it's like just when- falling down, making more mistakes, and then going, oh, yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the sun earth. Go go and listen if you've got any more capacity to listen to any more anything. Go back and listen to 140 uh, from 40 minutes on for more detail on those gates. Um, and then from our perspective, we're going to look at, we've got two more months left of the nodes where they are. So I thought it might be helpful to just have a little look at the uh, nodes from a Gene Keys perspective. So the south node is in one, the north node is in two. And this is a trajectory. Generally, we say the nodes offer a trajectory from here to there like mm-hmm. in our chart it's like usually pre-uranus opposition post-uranus opposition this trajectory we come in with this energy we're, we're kind of good with it we're moving towards that energy we need to learn it and so for, it. for looking at that from a, a nodal perspective what are we good at one yang <laughs> masculine uh-huh. Nailed well, it. well we've yeah well we've, we've done a lot of it um and now we're actually starting to learn yeah where are we moving towards to yin reception receiving Mm. so if we look at the um this is something that's been playing in my consciousness all week really thinking about recording this podcast um in from the gene keys perspective i went back and reread the one and the two um one is the code for creating life two is the code for directing the creation, the life, whatever has been created, i.e., and these are Richard Rudd's words, it's the women who are in charge. It's the feminine principle that the masculine is in service to. The feminine drives the, the trajectory. Mm-hmm. It basically directs where life should go. 
Can I and just say something? This is yes. some, well, this is the thing that's crazy to me because I remember reading that um, and instantly it reminded me of when I first started working in advertising. Mm-hmm. And the whole principle was you have to convert the woman because the woman, mm-hmm. the wife, mm-hmm. the partner is the decision maker. And yeah. I remember thinking back then, like, well, then why do we get no respect? Like, why does no one treat us that way? And I think this is crazy that it's been sitting here. It's in our, it's in our, like, it's in our world. It's just that it's been repressed. It's been pushed down. Yeah. So we, like, we know it's happening, but we mm-hmm. don't want anyone, anyone to know it's happening, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Like, it, it, it's been hidden. That influence has been hidden and um, lied about and mm. denigrated and like mocked you know that the, the kind of the old school com- male comedian who'll make jokes about you know the wife wearing the trousers all of that stuff yeah. they, they say it like it's a bad thing right yeah rather than the most natural thing in the world for women yeah. to direct the the, the, the creative direction yeah. not necessarily women but the the feminine principle because the feminine principle is deeply in connection with all things exactly like the whole this holistic thing um and i because this has been on my mind i've been looking for evidence of it and my phraseology that i use in my life is where the masculine is in service to the feminine and i had a whole day of it yesterday i had you know a session with bob rancliffe who i do the emotion code work with i then went for a massage and the massage therapist was this amazing italian guy who did the best body work like he was so good like I was giving myself a massage because I'm a really good massage therapist and it's kind of quite frustrating for me often going for a massage because I'm like oh god I wish I could just massage myself I went for this massage with this guy Fabrizio and he was it was like me doing me it was oh and it was the hot and something else happened there was a whole day where the masculine was in service to me the feminine mm-hmm. and, and my healing right and and I just think if you're if you if you look for it if you look for evidence of it in your life, you'll see it everywhere. You know, if we can get past the patriarchal, other oh, men are just controlling us. Actually, no, there's a lot of masculine in service to the feminine. And then, of course, that comes in inside where the mind becomes in service to the body. And that's the yes. whole deal with human design. Exactly. So your mind has to be in service to the body. And you know what? That also brings us back to that point that we were talking about earlier, like choose to see where the masculine is in service to the feminine as opposed to getting stuck with the you know the patriarchy fucked us up you know like (laughs) we can appreciate that there's there's been stuff that hasn't worked out absolutely we are not taking anything away from that however let's focus on what we want to grow you know Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the perfect thing like when you're speaking I just think Jesus that's my family you know, mm-hmm. like my boys, all yeah, of them yeah, yeah. treat mm-hmm. me like a goddess. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. before I did a lot of my work, I was the slave, and now I'm the yeah. goddess. And it's yes. crazy ass. And it wasn't them that changed; yeah. it was me that mm-hmm. valued me. You know, and this is what I yeah. really, you know, instead of us pointing fingers, you know, one pointing out, three pointing back, business. If we're doing taking full responsibility, then we can grow this because we're paying attention to the masculine in service to the feminine i love that i'm going to like take it on board i'm going to tell it i'm going to say it everywhere i'll give you credit i promise (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if I originated it. I don't know. Where no, I but it I doesn't matter. I didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't ori- originate be your own guru either. But you know, no, I just true. say it all the time. <laughs> um. So, looking at the energies of the nodes from the perspective of the gene keys, the two shadows. It's helpful to be aware of the shadows before we move into the gifts, right? Entropy is the shadow of the one. Depressive nature, uh, depressive or frenetic is the repressive, reactive nature. So, entropy, I think, is a word that not many people even know what it means, unless you're a science person. Um, so, I looked it up for us all. Um, the definition I'm taking is entropy is a measure of the disorder or unavailability of energy within a closed system. In other words, lack mentality. This um, entropy of there's a finite amount of energy, so we have to restrict access to it. Mm. Uh, and I Jesus, think that sounds familiar. I think you all know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other physical truth that energy is everything and it can never be created or destroyed, only transformed. So there isn't a finite, you know, in terms of the availability of energy. It's mm. just a mentality that says that we're in, within a closed system and there's restricted access. And that obviously has served a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is being undermined because, of course, this is the one. This is the shadow of the of the first gene key, which we are in the south node process of. Um, and then the um, availability, if, if you're like, how do I overcome lack mentality? Um, my way, which is very um, Florence Scoville Shin, <laughs> the oh, game love. of life and how to play Oh, it. my God, one of my favorite books. <laughs> She's such a legend. Yeah. Uh, is spirit finds a way. So whenever I find myself at, with this lack mentality, like I'm driving to a campsite and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if there's going to, they said they were full. There's not going to be a camping space for me. Spirit finds a way. Shut up mind. There will be a space when we get there. Mm. That pretty much solves all my problems. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work for everyone, but I'm offering it up as a solution. Whenever yeah. I find myself stuck in this, there's not enough for me. I remind myself that spirit finds a way. If it's meant for me, it will be there. There's nothing I need to fear. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful and that's- instantly makes me think of the Camino, Jenny. It's going to be so much fun. Those moments where we freak out, like, oh, my God, we're going too slow. We're going to miss out on a bed. And then we find the bed in the best place, which is a bit off off the you know the beaten track and meet these amazing people. And you're like, oh, there it is. There's the magic of life. I am going to be saying that 75 times a day on the Camino. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's okay. I And I did learn that last time. Like I freaked out about not having a bed and it was just like, and, and there is a saying on the Camino It's it, that the Camino provides. Camino provides. Yeah, yeah. It will. That. It will provide. Exactly. So whatever it is, whatever Camino you're on, whatever way you're walking, it will find a way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, look for evidence of it. Believe in it and then look for evidence and remind yourself, this is this is such an Emma Dunwoody thing to say. I'm actually turning into you, but <laughs> like give me, give me a reticular activating system. Exactly. <laughs> get your get your supercomputer online with your body and let your body, you know, let's freaking hack it. Um, and then another thing to say about personal entropy, like I'm that's talking lack mentality in the in the wider world, but actually. There is also personal entropy, like a genuine withdrawal of energy. And if you look at the shadow uh, repressive state, depressed, deep rest, do acknowledge that if you actually do need deep rest, you do take it. Because I think the nodes are encouraging many, many people to 
to go through a reset and a regroup process. And that might not be one day in bed. That might be a little bit longer. So just particularly for non-sacrals, I think we get hit so quickly with this uh, layer of utter exhaustion. Mm. I, I have to, at least one or two days a month, I have to be in bed with absolutely no plans. I have to literally lie, lie down and, and wait it out. This I have to go through this layer of real, and because it, it would become depression. If I tried to push through it, I would mentally become very uneasy with it. But when I take deep breaths, within a day or two, I can shift it. It will shift itself, you know? Yeah, I love that. And there's one other thing I want to say, because I feel like the Gene Keys, the, you know, the first Gene Key, was one thing that was really profound for me, especially being, you know, someone who has recovered fully from depression and anxiety. And that is that it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to feel like you have mm-hmm. nothing. You have no energy, you know, that, that depression state, the depression mm-hmm. state itself. That's not, and, and this is the, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was, I was trying too hard to fix myself, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm, what made mm-hmm. me go deeper into it because I was mm-hmm. focusing on, oh, my God, I'm depressed. Shit, I need to mm-hmm, fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is this part of the one that that when I read that, it was like I could hear the angels singing because I was like, mm-hmm. and, and for an emotional being, you know, like, oh, God, yes, that's totally it because in that one there is a spark. And if we're mm-hmm. so busy trying to get ourselves out of the depression, um, we miss the inspiration, the spark, the thing that's like, that's what, you know, that's what's worth coming to life for. That's what's worth, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating or whatever it is. So I, I also mm-hmm. love that about the one that it's like, it, it's like, don't panic. Don't panic mm-hmm. in the entropy. Don't panic. It mm-hmm. will shift. Mm-hmm. It will move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got a direct quote from, his lordship richard rudd oh i love um, it from the one from the shadow which says when you suddenly find yourself blind and lost the best thing to do is stay still and let it all pass gently through your system giving it the minimal attention possible i'm into what that do? um and then the i mean mentioning the gift in the city freshness and beauty so there is a beauty in there it is a there is a freshness a newness in there that's you know the the old when you think you when you're in a dark place you think you've been buried but you've actually been planted that Mm -hmm. feeling there is a fresh little seed in there somewhere so if that's the case for you if you're feeling this like for me the entropy is a physical experience it's like I can barely move my legs Mm -hmm. like I can't move it's Mm -hmm. a herculean effort to get my body to walk to the toilet like that's how deep the entropy pulls on me yeah, I and it's so interesting just hearing you talk about it because it's almost like I I can resonate with the feeling yet there is this energy in me that's like guilts me up and moving, you know? So I I it's so funny, you know, like and I can imagine, but I can't know. I can imagine that feeling of not actually being able to pull yourself up to the bathroom. Like I totally uh, yeah, that's I love that because I feel like I'm I'm that much closer to understanding what it's like not having a sacral definition. Just one day, Emma, given to it when it says don't move. Oh, you're like, yeah, right. I'm trying. Imagine. 
And it's funny, you know, <laughs> it's so funny I, that I'm saying I'm trying. Like I have the 40 in my, in my freaking earth. <laughs> do nothing. It's hard. You've got two weeks on holiday. Do it. Just two weeks, exactly. If you feel the entropy rising and sucking you down into its depths, just go in for one day and see what it's like. Because I'm telling I'm just, you, it's the best. Yeah, I'm just going to I actually look forward. Yes. I look forward to Entropy Day now. They're so yeah. deep, so profound. So okay, big I'll fan of the Entropy I'll let day. you know next month how we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the second where we're moving to, the second gene key, um, I've heard it, the language of the shadow used quite a lot. Like I was, uh, Russell Brand was talking about fe- people feeling dislocated, which is the shadow, uh, after the death of Queen Elizabeth. My cousin's going through a really, really difficult time now. And she messaged me the other day saying, I feel so lost. I just, I feel so lost. So this feeling of dislocation, like I don't know where I am. My world, like this, this, the ground has moved around me, beneath me. I don't know where I am anymore. This is probably being felt at a collective level for anyone that had any kind of identification with the British monarchy holding them in place, which, you know. But that seems really may logical may that there would yeah. be lots of lots of people because we live in a time of chaos and she is this stability. She was this stability. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So this feeling of dislocation, um, the gift is orientation, as in I do know where I am in space. And this is another um, trick or key that we use in yoga classes, in body work. You know, I was describing earlier where someone feels like is really really spinning out hyperventilating shaking really losing control of their physiology Mm. which Mm. does happen Mm. um and we use a technique called orientation to orientate them open your eyes and look around if you're feeling dislocated locate orientate look at the room you're in look at the space you're in as if you've never been in it before even if it's your own room and you've been in it thousands of times look at it with fresh eyes register the place you're in um touch the body put your hands rub your hands on your skin and say i am here and i am safe especially the legs and feet because that's very grounding and then get into water as soon as possible get in the shower get in the pool get in the sea get your whole body wet you will be surprised how fast that locates you Mm, so i love that yeah so i think you know the rise, the rise in kind of cold water swimming is uh, a response, I think, to, oh. to this because it, it locates the body so fast and yeah. the mind. You know, everything comes together. And how good is it? You know, like, I mean, our water's not cold like your water. Um, I mean, I've been swimming, but we've just started doing the ice bath thing over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And mm. like, I am known for being a person who doesn't like the cold, but I am literally the one that runs screaming for the like get me out of the sauna and get me into the ice bath. Like as much as it's not like there's something magical about it. And the moment I get out, I'm like new human, completely new human. I love it. It's such an invigorating feeling. Yeah. So if anyone is resonating at that shadow level and feeling dislocated through whatever life events, if you can use those techniques, open your eyes, look around, touch your body, tell yourself you're here and you're safe and get wet that's like magic formula for the for dislocation love it uh and then i was gonna i don't i'm not actually going to talk about mars retrograde i'm going to talk about that next month because it's more relevant mars is basically about to go through a load of throat gates and then go retrograde in them 
um, but it's mm. mostly going to happen through November. So we'll talk wow. about Is that. Is that going to be time. like a, a fiery tongue month? Uh, maybe. I don't know though. It starts in gate twelve, so you know it might be oh. not. Well, it could be. It could all. be graceful and beautiful and <laughs> elegant, <laughs> or a punch to the face. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, outer outer planets. Pluto and Saturn uh, in October are going direct. Pluto is going direct in gate sixty one on the eighth slash ninth of October. Um, we talked about that on the last podcast about its last pass through gate 61 in line six, which is about how the collective responds to who is inspiring or what is inspiring for the collective. Um, I would also say that this is Pluto's last chance, last ta- last dip into this. So pay attention to your inner truth. What mm. do you have clarity on? Um, and hold on to it. You know, once you've got the nugget of your inner truth, just treasure it, put it in your pocket. Carry it around with you. Trust that trust you do know. Trust it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did yeah. you see what we just did there? We both said trust at the same time. Trust da, it. Da, da, da. Um, so, yeah, this, um, this inner truth, like we were just saying about you saying about purpose, it's probably not linguistic. Mm. You could put language to it, but one of the phrases from the um, – because Gate 61 is my um, – core purpose in the in the activation sequence in the gene key so i've obviously re- contemplated it a lot mm-hmm. um and it says as you enter the field of the 61st city a huge pregnant silence descends and all of your mental activity abruptly ceases and here inner truth resides so it's this ability Sounds to find magical. a s- silence and, and then you can feel the truth you don't really oh hear God, it you feel it goosebumps. i Ooh. love that that's so beautiful and I do so try and find like that silence, right? Yeah, find the silence. Okay, look, I'm doing it right Go now. On. See, I'm trying. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, because truth is not not here. Truth is right here. hundred truth is what's actually happening. Truth yeah. is, truth is. End of sentence. Truth mm. is exactly. It's really all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> comes back to that piece, right? It's a feeling. It's a feeling. And it's not not here now. It's right here and right now. It's now. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So just get in contact with the isness of truth uh, as Pluto goes direct. And Saturn direct is in gate 13. So it's been most of its retrograde in gate 49. It's now, you know, moving retrograde in 13 and then it's going to go direct. So when you look at the wheel of the year, you will see that gate 13 is the first gate in the first quarter. It's the first gate in the quarter of initiation. And it's the gate of deep listening, listening with your whole body. Um, So in the past two years, Saturn has been, again, if you look at the wheel of the year, rocking back and forth around the the newness. Like when we do the the rave new year, it's this, you go into 41 and then, so you've got 61, 60, 41, 19, and then you get into gate 13. So this, Saturn's been in this whole process closing off the quarter of mutation. It's now in. It's in the new quarter for good. It's not going back over the line. It's not going back into the quarter of mutation anymore. It's in, in, in. Since January, it's been dancing back and forth between the first three gates of the first quarter. So 13, 49, and 30. So now it's having its last pass through 13. Saturn the restrictions, the borders, the governance, the what the old, the, the status quo, the way things have always been done, it's having its last pa- pass through the gate of deep listening. 
Wow. Goosebumps. Because that's really where we're at, right? And and I think that's such wisdom. Instead of navigating this time of transformation, and again, it's exactly what human design teaches us, instead of navigating it from the mind, navigate it from the body, listening with the body. Um, and how do we listen with the body in the most simplest form through the frame of human design? Authority, authority, authority. And if you think about that process of 13 into 49, it's like it's coming back to 13 and going, has everyone's story been told? Has everyone had the opportunity to speak? Because we're going to start revolutionizing the principles around the tribe in a minute. So make sure, speak now or forever hold your peace, as my great grandmother used to say. Yeah. This feeling like if you haven't shared your story, do it now. Yeah. We want people to know about it. October, let me just check. Let me just check. You have until. (laughs) Yeah, give me the deadline. 9th of November to speak your truth. I love that. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, that's what social media has enabled, right? It's enabled the voice of all to be, well, be heard. Some has. Um, some's been pretty he- heavily edited, but yes, this is absolutely. <laughs> in principle. Exactly. In exactly. And, and, and you know what? I think sometimes you and I, we love the big picture. We love, you know, the, the spiritual, mm-hmm. um, you know, through lines and all this sort of stuff. But, we also love to bring it down to back down to earth. You know, our line fives want to make it really practical for you guys. So this could just be like, say to your partner, the thing that you've never said, like that you need mm-hmm. to say, now's the time. Or if something's a real challenge and it's a challenge because there's some trauma that you've not shared or faced or had help with, now's the time, you mm-hmm. know, like it, even the little things like, um, it just makes me think of this funny story where when Justin and I first started dating, his favorite flavor of ice cream is strawberry, right? So if he was going to get me ice cream, he'd get me strawberry. And one time he bought me ice cream and I'm like, I don't like strawberry. Like if you just have to tell someone you love that you don't like strawberry ice cream, then this is the time. But this yeah. is also the time for those bigger things, you know, like if you want to get out of the corporate and into something different, do it. If you're one of these people that have transitioned into entrepreneurship and actually it's not for you and you're like, shit, maybe I do actually want to have a job. Now's the time to actually do it. Um, whatever mm. it is, like it's time. Mm. Do it. To when? Yeah, We've got the 9th of, 9th of November. November. Okay. Yeah. So Deadline. all of October is basically this awareness of what truth are we not speaking? What is the deep thing that we need to say? Because it's 13, it's, you know, it's pointing at the throat and it's mm. listening to, um, I guess, the little parts of ourselves that we've been in denial of, that we've been tr- hoping weren't true, but really are true. And if we can just turn towards them, um, then, I mean, the, the shadow, the Gene Keys shadow for the 13 is the shadow of discord. And this is the inability to escape your past. This feeling, I mean, talking about optimist, pessimist, it's the pessimist that looks at all the shitty things that have happened to you in the past and doesn't believe that the future is going to be any better. It's like this, all this terrible stuff happened to me and it's going it, to, I'm fucked up for the rest of my life. And as you and I both know, that is absolutely not the case. Not Transformation true. is 100% possible. Healing is 100% possible. I would even say it is our birthright. I agree. Um, and so 
just understanding that when we're creating our destiny, fearing is a form of wishing. And so the, you know, the old adage, be careful what you wish for. 100%. Be careful what you fear of. Be careful what you be careful what you're fearful of. Um, and look for these green shoots of the transformation that's happening. Give yourself the new eyes to look at and new ears to listen for, you know, the, the beautiful potentiality that awaits you mm. and all of us. Mm. I love that. The new sunrise. <sighs> yeah. It's like Emma says she's attuned to the future and I, me too, like the 57, they, they talk about, cause it's called the gentle wind. It's double wind in the, in the trigrams, both the trigrams are wind and the wind blows from the future and we get a sense of what is coming on the wind. And it doesn't, I'm not afraid of what I smell on the wind, you know, or what I hear on the mm. wind at all. Same. I can, I trust it completely and I, I'm excited for it. So if we can all just stop with the belief that humans are going to destroy themselves and the planet and start resting on the best of ourselves that we know to be true, because trusting our innate goodness is actually trusting in something that's true. We are innately yeah. good. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, we are innately good because we're a part of the entire ecosystem of planet Earth, mm -hmm. the universe. You know, we're here. Mm -hmm. We are life itself. Yeah. So yeah. when we can trust it, that's when the magic happens. You know, that is when yeah. the magic happens. Yeah. I love it. So rally and cry to the optimist army. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And, <coughs> you know, again, this isn't spiritual bypass. This isn't, you know, Pollyanna. This isn't ignoring. This is a choice. This is the choice that everyone has in every moment to attribute a meaning to something that is moving us towards something greater. Um, mm -hmm. as opposed to toward fear so yeah cool it's like we we have this um this tendency towards a binary like either yeah. or and i would just say it's both it's always Agreed. both you know well, it has it's to like, be it's, yes we it's live not in like polarity exactly it's 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 paradoxical it's yes and this exactly. and that both together it's yeah. like, like Emma says about us not bypassing. It's not love and light like, to the exclusion of shadow. It's both. Yeah. It's the wholeness. It's all of us. It's exactly. all present. And just which way are you looking? Exactly. And, you know, well, it's that piece. It doesn't matter. That, exactly. Exactly. It's that piece, like the thing that, that with um, shadow work that frustrates me about people who work on their shadow all the time. Stop looking at your shadow all the time like there's something wrong with you. You know, like mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You've just popped your shadow over in a corner over there. All you've got to do is invite her in and come over here and integrate. That's all we got. Yeah. We've got to bring it in. But it's mm -hmm. we don't want to get rid of it. And it's that mm. that that's where, you know, we are everything. We're not just, as you say, love and light. We are everything. I had this conversation about um in one of the mastermind groups this week about the shadow and we were talking about um, Debbie Ford and in my opinion Debbie Ford is the only absolute mm -hmm. shadow guru um, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people peddling a lot of shadow work out there but it's if it's good it's founded on her work I think she's amazing mm -hmm. so I just want to you know and if, you, if you're wondering what I'm talking about it's a book um, Debbie Ford's not with us anymore but she wrote the most incredible book it's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers I always recommend people get it on Audible because she there's meditations within the book. I mean, you can read the book as well, whatever. It's amazing. 
And I was having this conversation this week where, where we would, she was talking about the first meditation that you do with her, with Debbie Ford in the book, where you go down to the basement and you meet your shadow. And when I did that, like it was the scariest image I have ever seen. And to the point where my coach, who's, she's, um, you know, as much as she's sort of, uh, you know, works on mindset, she's also very, very spiritual. She's very connected. And one time she was um, uh, in, in, in communication with with my team and she's like, that. wow, there's this really, really like, I don't want to say ugly, but scary face. I'm like, oh, that's just my shadow. Um, and still to this day, I remember when I first met her and she scared the shit out of me. And to this day, when I do shadow work and I go down and I find my shadow, because a lot of other people's shadow will transform and look beautiful and, and all this sort of stuff. Mine doesn't. Mine still looks exactly the same. She's terrifying, but I fucking love her. Whenever I go down there and I see her, I'm like, come on, let's go. I'm going to grab her hand and I'm like, come on, let's go and look at this, look at that. Because that was something that I was, I was always afraid of my ugliness, my darkness, my, my evil, my, those sort of things. And we are all of it. It's only in separation that when we make things right or wrong, we, when we, when we're in that binary, but when we actually understand that we can't have the extreme beauty, we can't have the fucking sunrise without the shadow and then all of a sudden there's nothing to be afraid of because it's it's us mm-hmm. it's part of us just like we're a part of nature we're a part of everybody you know we are you are me and i am you and all of that stuff so yeah rant over but love <laughs> what you're saying love what you're saying well that's all i'm saying emma i'm done <laughs> beautiful well i have managed to tire our beautiful projector friend out with my with my puppy mg i've had a rest all day i've been sitting in a car now what can we do now what can we do energy um jen thanks so much this has been such a beautiful conversation and um so grateful for you so thank you for being here thanks darling And thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, we have banged on for close to two hours, but we trust (laughs) that there is value for everyone. And I want to say a huge thank you, as Jenny does, I think nearly every week, to all of you who reach out. I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who leave five-star reviews, um, who reach out to us and tell us how much you love these episodes. we do them for you, you know. We do them for each other so we can spend time with each other, obviously, but we also do them for you because we love that you're geeking out on all of this experiment as much as we are geeking out on this experiment. So thank you for being here and listening because this wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you. I'm going to let you all go. I'm going to let Jen continue on her adventure. I'm going to go and continue on my adventure and um, everyone have an amazing day, week, whatever. And I look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.